Hello, and welcome to this edition of The Current Report, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. I'm Kat Vesey, filling in for our usual host, Damian Fowler. Here in Los Angeles and across the U.S., we've heard a ton about the writers and actors strikes, which have shuttered all development in Hollywood. That pause in development doesn't necessarily extend worldwide, though. Across the pond, new streaming shows are only expanding. In fact, Europe is the fastest growing region for original development, or commissions as it's called in Europe. These changes came long before the strikes, with Europe pumping out 9% more commissions in the back half of last year. To break down why this is all happening, we're bringing in our reporter, Zach Wang, who wrote this story for The Current. Zach, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's start by maybe explaining what's the dynamic between the big streamers like Disney and public service broadcasters like the BBC. Yeah, um, so obviously, um, you know, public service broadcasters, uh, they've been definitely making um, a lot of moves recently and moving quite quickly um, into the space that that obviously streamers have have taken up recently. Um, You know, traditionally, these these big players have been uh, reticent, you know, a bit more slow moving than than their um, streaming counterparts. But after seeing the the enormous really success that they've had um, in the UK and Europe, now they're really diving into their bot offerings. Um, you know, some of the analysts that I spoke to for, for the article really highlighted that this is really a good time for them to push into um, even more into the bot offerings. Um, and, and, you know, in fact, um, uh, an analyst from Ampere, they, you know, they, they were really um, keen to highlight that next year, original content spend um, in Europe is set to surpass that of the, of the U.S., Wow, that's impressive. And have you seen the Hollywood strikes here in the U.S. change that dynamic yet? So not yet, uh, not yet. But definitely, um, the Hollywood strike could further really um, accelerate. So um, the, the growth in commissioning in Europe. Um, one of the analysts pointed out that there's likely to be a deficit um, of, of original content coming from the um, U.S. market. Um, and, and, you know, that's obviously going to, to kind of play uh, in favor of, of European produced content um, and of the um, of the European players. Um, you know, nonetheless, I mean, you've got still major streamers really um, investing billions still in, in European content and UK content. Um, you know, Netflix, for example, since 2020, they've, they've um, actually invested uh, $2 billion more than they had planned. So obviously, there, there's still a lot of interest um, in, in this space here. That's super interesting. Uh, And in your story, you talk about the differences between the types of content public broadcasters release versus streaming platforms. Tell us a bit more about that and why there's a move to capture younger audiences. Yeah, that's a really interesting dynamic right now. Um, You know, I mean, traditionally, um, public broadcasters, they they focus a lot on unscripted. I mean, you've still seen that now as well. Um, A lot of their investment in content is towards unscripted. Uh, things like, um, you know, reality shows, documentaries, you've got uh, big events like Eurovision. Uh, well, streaming giants, you know, they've, they've really done uh, a lot more unscripted. But interestingly, now, uh, you know, public broadcasters have been going after the, the younger audiences, if you will, that are more attracted to, to, stream, uh, to streaming. And then they're really thinking, you know, how can we, how can we really, um, you know, recreate that ourselves? So they've, they've invested a bit more into comedy, sci-fi, family uh, series. So, so really genres that appeal to, to younger audiences. And with the surge of interest and investment, how do you think European content will look in the future? It's definitely going to be a um, very interesting picture in the future. Um, I mean, on one side, um, actually, you know, pay TV operators, for example, I think 
from from my conversations are are the ones that are kind of likely to to lose out a bit um, in in this in this current environment. So, for example, Sky uh, Deutschland, so the the German arm of Sky, uh, which is actually owned by Comcast, uh, you know, in June announced they will stop making scripted shows. Uh, you know, the company CEO uh, mentioned the, the competition really from from streaming providers was was you know, really intense and and couldn't really justify that. So. Um, you know, and on the other side, you've got public uh, stream broadcasters who, who, as we as we said, you know, they've been catching up. But the, there's some talk here that they might need to have to adjust um, their funding models really to stay competitive. And and you know, whether that's through advertising, um, whether that's through maybe even a direct tax, like in some Scandinavian countries, those are all possibilities that that are um, obviously being floated around. Um, but I think you know. Looking down, um, you know, next few years, the picture really is is one of growth for Europe. Um, basically, all the analysts I spoke to have been very kind of optimistic um, about about the scene here. You know, the, the production infrastructure is world class. Um, there's still a lot of opportunity to to really grab market share when it comes to to streaming and and to um, subscribers. So it's um, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, hope for the future really. Well, it will be exciting to see how the European content market evolves in the next few years and what titles perhaps fill the gap here in the U.S. over the next year. Thanks for joining me, Zach. Yeah, thank you for having me. Shifting back to the U.S. where Major League Baseball is making new strides, the historically traditional league is updating its wardrobe. For the first time this season, the league has introduced jersey sponsorship patches as a new way to make revenue. This comes as MLB viewership is up across the board as shorter game times have likely injected new interest into the sport. And it seems to be paying off big time. Nielsen Sports says the media value for the sponsorships are worth more than similar ventures in the NBA and NHL. To learn more about MLB's new push into jersey patches, head to thecurrent.com to read the full story. Moving from the diamond to the pitch, here's our weekly roundup of what's making news across the internet. Apple TV Plus's deal with Major League Soccer is looking like an early win thanks to Lionel Messi. The soccer star joined the MLS this season, perhaps lured in part by the ability to get revenue sharing from the league's $2.5 billion streaming deal. And Messi is giving Apple TV what it has never had before, an international flair. Very little of Apple TV's content is made for non-English speakers, making this new agreement something for Apple to cheer about on its quest for more subscribers, especially when you consider Messi's popularity on social media with 481 million Instagram followers. And we're still in Barbie's world as the iconic doll's theatrical debut has cruised past the billion-dollar mark globally. This makes Barbie only the second movie of the year to cross that threshold, joining the Super Mario Brothers movie in the winner circle. Director Greta Gerwig can also celebrate a milestone of her own by becoming the first woman to direct a billion-dollar movie. And to top it off, Mattel is now making a weird Barbie doll in honor of Kate McKinnon's character from the film. Though if you fish through enough yard sales, you might just find an original yourself. And that's it for this edition of The Current Report. For a deeper dive on all of these stories and more, check out thecurrent.com. We'll see you next week.